Welcome back to the Mike Calton Show. It's 1025 The Bone, 727-579-1025 or 1-800-771-1025. The phone number's in a couple of minutes. We're going to talk to Jimmy J.J. Walker. Were you? What did you like? Were you a fan of Good Times? Oh, absolutely. I didn't. I don't remember Good Times from when it ran originally, but uh, I watched it in reruns, and it did not make my great-grandfather very happy. Oh, my yeah. great-grandfather <laughs> said to me, I used to watch Good Times and Different Strokes, uh-huh. and my grandfather said to me, but Mike, let me ask you a question. Why do you like all these colored shows? That's what he really? said, my great-grandfather. Nice. I don't think he was, um, I think that was just more old-school mentality, and he's the same guy who used to say to the Chinese guys, Sadie, the chinks are here, right. <laughs> when they used to come, but... um. Yeah, I, I I think he enjoyed like he liked um, Archie Bunker, but he liked the uh, Jeffersons, you know. Right. Uh, but I I always liked Good Times. I thought Good Times were very funny. Plus, I kind of grew up in a similar type neighborhood, and I related to that because when you watch people on TV, they all lived in really nice houses, and it's always like, what are the the Colbys doing, or what are they doing in Dallas? Then all of a sudden, they were in the ghetto. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know it was before, but I like Good Times. I thought Thelma was hot. Thelma was oh, wow. very hot. I thought JJ was funny, and I thought the dad was huge and super old yep. then, and he looks younger now. <laughs> That's one of the things we got to ask JJ about is the father on that show was John Amos. Yeah, John Amos. And they were the same age, right? They had to be like the same age, maybe I, because he was bald. I think they were the same age, or JJ may have been older. And then the the mother on that show was just one of the... Like, just one of the weirdest-looking creatures on TV. Yeah, Like, what was. else did she do besides Good Times? Nothing that I know. But yet she kind of has that look, like um, like a very Oprah look. Like, you you want to respect her when you see her, even though you don't really know her for anything. Like She's, a motherly... Yeah. She, actually, she seems more like a diplomat to me. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I'm representing... Something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm terrible. The well, of course. That's uh, the only thing you can represent. Uh, JJ was an artist. Michael was the militant black. Had you ever seen the show? Uh, I saw reruns of the show on Nick at Night, uh, and that was after I had was, seen... You call it what? Nick at oh, Night. Nick at yeah, Night. Yeah, yeah, Nick Spanish. at Night. Sorry. You know, I get, people sprint things around here. <laughs> I get excited. They call you a racist pretty <laughs> yeah. soon. But Nick I, at Night. Nick at Night. And I used to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air all the time, and then I saw uh, Good Times for the first time, and I remember walking around my house yelling dynamite to the point where my dad had to pull me aside and go, hey, you really shouldn't say that at school. <laughs> They're going to think you're racist. I was like, what? It's dynamite, man. I'll tell you the best thing about that show good times anytime <laughs> you need a payment good times who wrote it oh i'm gonna i'm gonna guess and say quincy jones but i don't know uh i want to say that uh wanda sykes no the uh <laughs> or what was her name the the neighbor uh Thel- thelma malona no. malona i her she was somebody else she was, she was wanna, married to somebody M- malona was one of the um wasn't she one of Tony Orlando's girls? Tony Orlando and Dawn. She was oh. one of the. I don't know, but at the end it went good times. Mm, yeah, right. and we used to all so go, weird mm, together. <laughs> we had talked about this before on air because we were talking about something with uh, theme shows, and we found out that she either wrote that or something's going on. I don't know. And then, uh, and then, all, uh, back in the day, and I don't know why this doesn't still go on. Like especially with Big Bang Theory, where they all live in an apartment building, yeah, and then Friends lives in an apartment building. Why there's no maintenance man? The maintenance man really got dropped out of that's a good call out of TV shows because there was a uh, bookman yeah, from right. Good Times, 
And then there was Schneider from one day at a time. They didn't even really live in a building. They lived in like a duplex. I only remember, the only maintenance guy I ever remember in any TV show was Joe Rogan from that uh, talk but radio show. he wasn't show. even a maintenance I know. guy. He was an engineer at a radio station. Oh, that's right. Give See, him a little respect. Yeah, yeah, I just thought he always fixed us. Uh, JJ, Jimmy Walker will be here for the 70s Soul Jam, which is happening with the Spinners, the Stylistics, Cuba Gooding Sr. And oh. I would imagine JJ is going to be your host and doing comedy. It's happening at the USF Sundome this Saturday, January 10th at 8 p.m. You can take it to Ticketmaster.com. Let's go to the hotline and welcome to this show. This is Jimmy Walker. Hey, thanks, guys. With, with Letterman, uh, like, I, I, it's weird because I love him and I think he's funny, but it doesn't seem, he didn't seem like the kind of guy I think would relate to your material that he could be writing for you. Well, I think the thing is, when you look, when you look at comedy, you have to look at all different kinds of uh, forces. You know, David was a little more uh, uh, caustic than I am. I'm very commercial comic, but you know, in hiring staffs and stuff, you want guys who do different stuff. Yeah, you know, who give you a different opinion. Like, if I had a staff now, I would hire a guy like Doug Stanhope or all those kind of people because they're not what I do, but you know, they give you a different idea of what's going on. Nick DiPaolo, those kind of guys. Wow. that wouldn't be my whole staff, but that would be somebody that I would definitely be interested in hiring because they could get different view. How how different did was how much did your life change when you go from Jimmy Walker, the young stand up comedian who's doing really well, to, to having that TV show? Is that a, a is that the greatest change in your life? No, I think that I said it to people before. I think that I was more uh, influential, if you want to say, when I was in New York working in the Village. You know, me and Richard and Richie Havens and Jose Feliciano and all those kind of people. I think I had much, it was a much more, uh, much more, because you, you're winning awards, you're doing more artsy stuff, and then you do the show, and uh, I was at the uh, Comedy Store in Los Angeles, so we had a lot of people there, too, so it's never this one day, nothing's happening, and the next day, this great rush happens. Right. You know, I was never one of the hottest guys, you know. I came through <clears throat> Richard and Steve Martin, and uh, Robin and Roseanne Barr. So they were always the hot people, you know. Uh, three of us were doing sitcoms at the time, Gabe Kaplan and Freddie Prince Sr. And at that time, it wasn't like it is now, you know, Ray Romano and Billy Goodell and those kind of guys and Jerry Seinfeld. It wasn't looked upon as being a big deal doing a sitcom at that time. It wasn't, you know, huh? Richard was, no, no, no. Richard was the hot guy. And then Steve Martin came, and that just blew the roof off of everything. He he was you know so hot that it, it, I mean you couldn't even stand next to him because it would get a burn. Did you did you party as much as uh, as prior did? No, no. Richard was you know I I, I think that Richard's a perfect example of and along with Freddie. Freddie is also in that bag uh, of uh, guys who just go too far. Even though we've lost a lot of guys to the drug thing. Right. And, you know, Robin Williams will tell you that he did a lot of drugs. You know, but uh, Richard was one of these guys. I would say <clears throat> when he was physically well, if he was in Los Angeles for 20 years, I would say he was sober maybe a month. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, well, that's everybody said. Did you see the documentary that HBO had on running about his life? I uh, I hate to say this. I was part of it. 
So right. I know exactly what he did. You know, I mean, yeah. he because uh, I knew Richard from New York, and he wasn't as bad in, in New York as he was when, when he got to L.A. When he got to L.A., uh, he became this guy, and everybody from miles around came, and uh, it was it was a difficult time because he would it would just be like this major it'd be like the Rolling Stones were coming in or the Beatles or somebody sure and sometimes you you just can't live up to it it's just too much yeah I, I think Dave Chappelle succumbed to the same sort of pressure you get a build up and sometimes it just gets too much too and obviously some people hide that with drugs I watched that documentary on Richard and I don't you know he was I was a kid when he was uh, popular uh, was was he bisexual no I think I think the the thing with Richard, some some stuff may have happened, but nothing like that. His, his son Richard Jr. is uh, a gay guy. Yeah, he's got like twelve kids. Uh, you guys may have had Lane Fryer down there. She may have come down and yeah, she's been through. One of the clubs. Yeah, it, so, it, so she's been down there. Uh, the horrible thing about Lane Fryer just kills me. I used to babysit Ray Pryor. Oh. And that's not, not I don't like that. <laughs> you also used to hang out with a very a very young Janet Jackson before you knew she was going to sprout up to be a beauty. Well, I, you know, Janet Jackson, so as strange as it sounds, I'm only that was on show, but she'll tell you this. I really never talked to Janet Jackson. Why? You know, because she was like, well, she was like eight or nine years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very little mistake to an eight or nine years old. Uh, her family was there, you know, we had, because they have to bring a guardian, so Kathleen and then Michael and Jermaine, they would all come in, but they, they, they were guardians, so we saw them all the time, it wasn't like a big deal. I ma I would imagine, though, that for you at that time, you, you certainly had no problem with ladies, I mean, you were probably, you were probably banging white chicks before no, it was cool no, back no, in the day. No, 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 Come on, JJ, I, I, this whole ladies thing is, is a whole, women are tough, you know? Uh, unless, uh, unless you like uh, uh, the guy from Poison, that guy he gets a Brett Michaels. He gets all the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets all the chicks now. But in the in the seventies, in the seventies, you were gay. I, I, let me ask you this question. I don't know what you talk about, what you know, but whether any of the like, uh, the, what about the girl who played your sister? She was beautiful. Look at that! Look at that! Uh, was it is still? I see her once in a while. And I got into big trouble with her at that because I would do a lot of other shows and we were allegedly very righteous. Right. And I was working with uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett. I did a uh, uh, Charlie's Angels. Uh -huh. And at that time, Farrah Fawcett was selling posters. You know, those posters. Oh, I, I had one, yes. I wouldn't doubt it. I know the radio guys. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, and there were no... Oh, uh, you know, no sexy black women. And I went and I said, hey, brother, that, you know, everywhere I go, guys are asking the balls that we are, the way you should do, you know, a calendar or something, I better would tell. Yeah. And she, and, and, and Norman Lear came to me and said, you know, you can't, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Norman, Norman Lear went HR on you before <laughs> HR really even existed. <laughs> Yeah, he, he actually did. Then the rest of the cast came, and they go, you know, we don't, we don't live like that. Oh my! Your low life nightclub existence after the show, living like that, but we don't do that. That is amazing. So I got into big trouble. 
Yeah. That's crazy. So you never got to sleep with any of the girls on the show. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I always, I mean, uh, Janet obviously was too young, but the, the Bernadette was hot. But it was always the neighbor, the mo- the mother's friend, Malona, that I always thought. I mean, that's your. She was the original milf. Janine uh, Dubois, very, 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 very strongly career oriented. You know, the reason Janet Jackson got on the show is because of Janine, I think. Because as much as I love Janine, from. Day one, when she came in there, she had the biggest wardrobe on the show. She probably had about four or five hundred dresses, hats. And I had two outfits. Uh-huh. She had like four hundred outfits. She she would come in and do five minutes, and then start preparing for next week to get her outfits. <laughs> she wanted to do more on the show, and, you, and, and it was very tough to have a conversation with Shanae because she would always come in and say. You know, I should be doing more. You know, I'm a great dancer. You have to bring that as a dancer. Maybe we can open up a studio together and we can come to the studio. You guys never really come to my house. Then maybe you come over to my house. If I had a kid, I you know, we could bring the kid oh, over. Oh, I am a singer. And, you know, I did work with Sammy and Golden Boys. Did you stop and go, hey, I'm, I'm JJ. <laughs> I'm the one that they're coming to watch on this show. <laughs> okay. Got it today. Thank you. Oh, man. What a pain in the ass. That must be. We're talking to Jimmy Walker. Jimmy's going to be in town this Saturday at the USF Sundome. It's a 70s soul jam. The spinners will be there. The stylistics. Cuba Gooding Sr. And, of course, your host, uh, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy, you know what else is a lost sitcom star is uh, is the maintenance guy. Once once you had Bookman and Snyder Johnny after that. Brown. Oh. Johnny Downtown Brown. I love Johnny Brown because in the 60s, 50s or 60s, he was a comedian. So we were both comics and he's just, he's as low as I am. You know, we, the rest of the cast is very high for Luke. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the other we thing, the, low. the other thing was John Amos, uh, we talked about him before we had you on the air. He always seemed like he was 60 years old when he was on that show and that you see him now and he still looks like he's probably in his 70s now. How old is that guy? Oh, uh, I think John is like 76, 77, so right he, there. Yeah, he couldn't have been that much older than you as your father on the show. He just always had that yeah. old man look to him. Yeah, some people, it's, it's like Gabby Hayes. Yeah, like and there's no way I believe, there's no way I believe that um, that, that guy would have married the, the lady who played your mother. He could have got <laughs> way hotter chicks than her. <laughs> They, they they liked his acting ability. Yeah. John did very well there. John was a very strong actor. He still is. I uh, I grew up in a in a crappy government apartment, so really, when you watch, if somebody asked me like what my childhood was like, I always go, "Do you ever see good times?" That's kind of where we live. It's like kind of there were some rats and a and a. You didn't throw the garbage; you put it in the incinerator. It was the absolute worst life. I gotta tell you, one of the we biggest things for me was watching the show and uh, Jimmy. Got was going to get sentenced to the St. Charles Boys Home, oh. which was outside of Chicago. That's the town that I lived in. I freaked out when I heard that. I was, I was like, oh, my God, Jimmy's going to the Boys Home. <laughs> JJ's coming to the Boys Home. Oh. Yeah, no. we In my building, when I was a kid, we had incinerators, and we had a guy named Butchie Woods. This may not make your audience happy, but he hated animals. Oh, what did he, he do? He hated them. He would grab cats and dogs <laughs> and just throw them down the incinerator. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, is, did he wind up being a mass murderer? 
no, 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 no. But you would sit, you know, you'd go there and look, and it's just this thing. Oh, in Florida, and it would just explode. It was just the most serious. Awesome. Honestly, J Day, that I mean, I think back now, and I, I, I took my son. He's eight. I took him back to my building to show him the incinerator and the apartment where I live. Because when you have it's garbage night. And when you have to try and stuff a week's worth of garbage in that little hole, you have to dig out all the garbage by hand. That's the worst life. That no wonder why people in, in government housing grow up. When you walk by the incinerator room, you just hear these flames and that hot, yeah, all gone heat. You go, ooh, yeah. goodness gracious! Plus, you had Butchie then, Walker killing animals. <laughs> Butchie Woods. Butchie Woods. Sorry, yeah. Butchie Woods, and you hear this just this big yelp. <laughs> Oh. Those are not good times. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's so <laughs> terrible yet funny at the same time. Uh, well, that's what that's what an incinerator does. Yeah, he just get these cats, and he and he would get these this this leather gloves and just take them by the tail. <laughs> that would be it. We oh should try God. and we should try and find that guy. <laughs> But she was, gentlemen. <laughs> that is hilarious. Is. We're uh, talking to uh, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy, I got to ask you about uh, the the Bill Cosby controversy. Do you do we do we have a relationship with him at all? We've done two movies together, and we did a ton of uh, not game shows, but specials. I am I have to you know you have to deal with this for, for what it is. I'm a huge, gigantic Bill Cosby fan. I love Bill Cosby. I think he's the best in the whole world. He has always, always had a ton of women. Always. Did I they seem drugged? She... No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> willingly. A lot of women went willingly. And I think, and I've said this before, I've said it publicly, so I'll say it again. I think it was just part of the era. You know, uh, if you look at the guys that were around, the Rat Pack, you know, Sinatra and those guys, tons of women. You look at Hendrix. And Clapton, they had the plaster casters during that time. Right. So you're just saying it's group groupies is what he had. Not he wasn't drugging all those women. Oh, he may have done that, but I, that I don't know about. But I know I give you a perfect example. I was working the Hungry Eye in San Francisco. This is a thousand years ago. Right. And I have never, I, I never do this, but I, I, I don't know what happened. I must have went insane. I never do this. Because I think it's the worst thing you could do. Um, and I'm walking down the street, and somebody's coming in the street at the hungry eye, and it's this woman, a blonde with green eyes, and just a shake. You just go, oh, my God. Mm. So I had to be a sleazeball and make a move on her. And she says, "I'm, a, you know, I work over at the Playboy Club in town. I said, oh, well, then, you know, maybe me and you should hook up after you finish your shift at the Playboy Club. She says, well, I already have a boyfriend. I said, well, she, and I never do this. You have to do yeah. it. You have to do it. Say, does your boyfriend have his own goddamn TV <laughs> yeah. show? Well, I said something in that vein. Right. Which which I never do. But uh, I said something like you just said. And she says, yeah, he does. I said, well, he's not bigger than me. Uh -huh. Who's this guy? And she says, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, yeah, you got right. trumped. You got trumped on that one, everybody. <laughs> I guess you got me. Gee uh, whiz! But I, but that, that he's. Always, I mean, when I work with him at the Hilton, Leno even tells a story that every they gave him a floor for his women. Wow! They gave him a floor. Well, where's his so wife they, during all this stuff? She she didn't care. But you know, Camille is very bright. 
She's a beautiful woman, but during a marriage, she has six kids. She has two doctorates from uh, Massachusetts Amherst. Right. She has her own company. So I just think she's just went, you know, yeah. I can't She knew lose. what she was getting into. Yeah. I mean, I can't lose. Let's say he does walk. I got to have a fat Albert. Right. <laughs> That's true. Hello. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you talking? So he I wants to drug a couple of rods. <laughs> I just think she's gone with it. But Cosby, I love Bill Cosby. I'm a huge fan. And I know the thing that's, that upsets me the most, he will now be extra sketched from our society. Nothing that he's ever done will ever be seen really again. No. Well, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, I'm I'm certainly one to uh, give everybody their innocence until proven guilty. But, you know, one, two... You got to question it when you parade a bunch of women with the same story. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that as being a gigantic fan. He's guilty, yeah. but I think it was a different era. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Because if you look at the women during that time, whether it be uh, uh, Shirley MacLaine or Jane Fonda or Angie Dickinson, in all their books, they, they say, I slept with this guy. Yeah, they banged all the Rat Pack guys. Yeah, I did this. It was just a different era. Yeah. I mean, nowadays... Sometimes you get caught, you know, and it, it, it's like musical chairs. Sometimes that era that you were in the musical chairs yeah. of is over. It's, ter- it's certainly, a, certainly a different time. Uh, listen, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. You can see Jimmy Walker. You guys have a good one. Thanks thanks for putting me on. Have a good one. Just tell them where the, where the devil it is. Hopefully we get some tushies and yeah. everybody's happy. At the USF Sundome, uh, January 10th. See Jimmy Walker, the spinners, the stylistics, Cuba Gooding Sr., and, of course, your man, Jimmy Walker. Thanks, Jimmy. Great to talk to you. Hey, thanks, guys. Take Bye. it easy, buddy. There you go, J.J. Walker. Uh, it's funny because the last time we had him on the show, he didn't want to talk about good times at all, and today he just rambled on about it. I got to tell you, I did not think we were going to talk to J.J. Walker about uh, raping women and having a guy <laughs> throw dogs and cats yeah. into it. Oh, Butchie Woods. Oh, yeah, no kidding. It's so funny because I certainly don't, there's nothing funny about her harming the animal, <laughs> but just I was picturing in my head because I know what that looks like. Butchie with his gloves going to get a, a stray dog and then walking the incinerator, and there's nothing you could do when you have that crazy guy in the building. You just go, they go Butchie uh, Woods, he's going to kill Jimmy another Jimmy. seemed like he may have watched it and enjoyed yes, it. Yes. No, laughed. he just heard the yelps in the background. <laughs> oh. oh, Butchie Woods just made history on this show. I'll tell yeah, you right he did. Now. That'll be a trivia question one day. Who was Butchie Woods? <laughs> That's a good alias. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. It is the Mike Calder Show. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.